Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Across the Tracks podcast for Sunday, July the 17th, 2022. I'm Wayne. And I'm Steve. July the 17th, we are more than halfway through the year. More Sun's than Sun's coming up a little bit later each day by a few yep. seconds. Yep. And it's going down a little bit quicker each day by a few seconds. So we know what's around the corner. We do. And once that corner, once you turn that corner, we know you're heading south. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. You're heading south. Got to start planning for the warm weather in the winter. So you're heading south. Yeah, but until then, we're just going to hang out and do what we have to do. You know, and uh, just move move forward from there, my friend. That's true. So how how's you been, man? How have you been? Hey, I'm good, man. Uh, totally recovered from from COVID. Getting back in the groove. Been uh, hitting the gym. Getting my wind back. So uh, it's all good, man. Uh, can't complain. And uh, still wearing the mask uh, when I go out. Got my second booster. So, but you know, they say this new variant, man, is sort of resistant, and it finds a way to, you know, get around a lot of the, uh, you know, the things with our immune system to protect us. So, um, it's it's crazy, man. COVID is far from over. Far oh from yeah, over. yeah. It's a lot far of people, from over. A lot of people want to think that they can just go out, you know, and and sometimes my myself, I think, you know, I think about it all the time, but there are a few times that I may go run in the lows and get something real quick and run back out. And, yeah. But I always have a mask in my hand. Right. Because anytime that I am not moving or right. sitting still or whatever in a line, I, I'll put a mask on uh, just, just like that. So yep. uh, I, I'm comfortable enough to go out, but if I get around too many people, I always have a mask with me, throw that baby on and uh, go from there. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday I was at the uh, Indiana Black Expo. Okay. It's, um, uh, it's kind of trying to come back because of, um, you know, this was the 50, 51st year for the Indiana Black Expo. And I was down there um, as a part of the Indianapolis chapter of the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, wow. Cool. So we had we had a booth down there and, you know, we're selling books and telling stories you know, about the Tuskegee Airmen and selling hats and merchandise and stuff like that. But the entire time that I was in there, I had a mask on. And uh, as soon as I got out of there, I had Lynn to take me down and just drop me off because I wasn't going to pay for parking. So it was right, just right. T- 10, 15 minutes to get down there and back. So on the way back, back out, and I just took my mask off once I got outside. But yeah, I always keep a mask with me and I, it may not be on my face but it's in, always in my pocket right right and i'll throw that baby on and uh keep hand sanitizer in all of our vehicles and then once we get someplace we um will sanitize up and so on so right, right. um i was telling you before we came on that lynn and i started a salsa introduction to salsa uh, yeah. a week ago monday okay and, um, you know, it was, it was, it was, maybe I was, maybe I was talking to Alex. I don't know if I told you this or not. I think I was talking to Alex earlier, but Lynn and I started a salsa class, a beginner salsa class, uh, last week, a week ago tomorrow. And it was, it was, it was good. There was about, 
probably 30 people that was in the beginning class. Okay. They had an intermediate class that was going on. And, you know, we've always kind of done a little salsa stuff, you know. Every time that we go on a cruise, we always get in there and do a little salsa thing. But this way, it's uh, pretty neat in the fact that they they taught us the individual moves. And then uh, we were able to do it as partners. Okay. Which was a first. And it was different because... Normally on the cruise, you know, they, this is how you do it, you know, but they don't teach you how to do it with a partner. You know, mm. they, you know, taught us where to put our hands, you know, this here, this hand goes here, this hand goes here, her hand goes here. And, you know, just gave us some tips that were things that we never thought about. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of neat. And so uh, we'll, we'll do our second class tomorrow Ooh. and hopefully Ooh. we'll. We'll do it the rest until we go back down to Florida. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they have bachata also that they teach at this. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Latin dance experience. Yep. yep. And, uh, yeah, we, we kind of like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did a, we won. Yeah. I did a wedding reception back. Uh, well, it was last summer, I think it was. And the, the mom and dad of the bride, they were into bachata. So we okay. we, we did some bachata tracks so they could do their thing and they oh, were nice. smooth. Yeah, they were pretty smooth out there. Yeah, they, I want to get to that. <laughs> they were pretty good. Yeah. So uh yeah, that's cool, man. That yeah. is cool. Yes, sir. So cool, cool. Anyway, that's that's what's been going on with us, you know. It's, cool. yeah, that's about it. Yep, same here, man. Like I said, just recovering and getting back in the groove and here we are for another fun-filled evening of uh, Across the Tracks. <laughs> yes, yeah. We're gonna, we're going to start this evening off with talking our, our topics for this this evening. And we've, you know, we normally get together and discuss so I have something to have input or Wayne inputs on something and we'll go, "Okay, yeah, that's good. Let's try this. Let's add this and so on." But tonight we, we may have a quick broadcast. So we want to talk about the level of ignorance in America today. You know, we got a whole bunch of ignorant folks. Uh, We want to talk about the assassination of the Japanese prime minister uh, um, and Brittany Grimes deal over in Russia. Griner. Yep. Yep. And then um, talk a little bit of college football and the um, realignment of it. And uh, I, I definitely want to talk about how I feel that the uh, major program should go, and we'll we'll deal with that as as we get cool. to it. Cool. Okay. So cool. um, I'll let you uh, start it let's, off uh, talking yeah, about let's, the uh, ignorance let's, of America. Let's let's yeah let's let's start off first. Let's let's even though those are topics, let's start off with the prime minister uh, assassination in Japan. Let's start okay. off with that. Okay. And uh, I I threw this on the list. Because even though this occurred about a week ago, I think it we we had our last broadcast, and I don't think it had happened yet. I don't think we were, it happened that Monday. I believe right. we, we did the show that Sunday, and he was assassinated uh, that next week. So I put this on the list because when I heard that um, former Prime Minister Abe had been assassinated, um, it was sad for me, man, and 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 it was sad because I lived there for five years, mm-hmm. and gun violence in japan unheard of it was unheard of 
it was you don't you do not see people with guns in Japan. So this was extremely shocking. And I felt sad for the people of Japan because I know what that did to their culture and their society. The cops don't even carry guns. I mean, they carry sticks. (laughs) You know, they carry these sticks. But I felt sad, man. And when you look at, you know, I think they've had one death by uh, from gun violence in ten years or something. There's been one one death or something like that. Very few. Very few. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a minuscule amount compared to us. Yeah, and it's like. You know, you you have to come back to what is wrong with America? But I, I, I put this on the list because I just felt sad for the Japanese people after living there for five years, hanging out with with various Japanese uh, citizens and interacting with them, talking with them, visiting their homes and whatnot. You just felt very sad for the Japanese people. So that's why this was on the list. Um, your your thoughts, if if you know if you have any uh, in that realm. Just think of us in the first or second grade <laughs> and think about Kennedy's assassination. I I think the Japanese uh, public is feeling the way that America felt mm. with Kennedy's assassination, because at that time, I mean, we've had gun violence and stuff like that. This is American where a gun culture. Right. But it wasn't until the Kennedy assassination that most, nearly all of America felt grief. Right, right. Towards uh, not only the Kennedy family, but it was the catalyst for a lot of tragedies and the changing of America. I think that his assassination uh, caused America to change quite a bit. Mm. Uh, unlike unlike uh, America, the Japanese uh, culture is totally different. They believe in the group is more important than the individual. Right. right. And as as you know, I was a U.S. history teacher for thirty years, and we would talk about the idea that, you know, is as horrific as World War II was, that it's very difficult to think of Americans uh, pilots becoming kamikazes mm, because true. we think of ourselves first and they think of the group first. So it was no issue for these young men to strap themselves in uh, an airplane filled with, you know, bombs and to crash into the side of ships because by doing so, their thoughts were they're protecting their families back home. Right, right. And, you know, I, I would ask the question, how many of you could could do that, you know, knowing that you're going to kill yourself for your family, for your community, for your state back home. And not ever did I ever get people raising their hands. Wow. So (laughs) therefore it's, it's, they're grieving a lot harder right now. The Japanese 
public over uh, the prime minister's death than we are. You know, we kind of got a sense of some grievance with 9-11 and so on because of what happened with the Twin Towers and so on. Uh, but, you know, it's so rare there, you know, less than a, a handful of people have died to gun violence in Japan over the past decade. Mm-hmm. Why we get 10 people killed in a community a day. You know, yep. just before we came on, I was talking talking to you. There's a shooting in the mall that's in Greenwood, which is on the south side of Indianapolis within the last hour and a half. Wow. Uh, two people dead, uh, six or seven people rushed to a hospital, to several hospitals in, in Indianapolis. And mm. there has not been a day that we haven't woke up, watched or listened to the news where there has not been a killing in Indianapolis. Mm. Not one day. Wow. Okay. As a matter of fact, the governor, you know, used to put the state of the, the flag at half mass over certain people dying. You know, tragedy that happened in uh, Texas and so on. They put it at half half mass, even though we're here in Indiana. The thing is, is that we should keep all of our flags at half mask mm-hmm. until we go a day without having someone killed. Yep. You know, so it's so common. And as I mentioned before, the state of Indiana passed the um, open carry law went into effect July the 1st. And not only individual has shot somebody, but it's been it's like the wild, wild west. (laughs) More people are carrying guns and they're shooting at one another. Right. At groups. It's not yep. one person mad at one person and shooting them. Now you're shooting at somebody that automatically has a gun because right. you don't have to you don't have to have a permit to have a damn gun anymore. Yeah. And these state legislatures are the our the Indiana state legislature, and I say it again, they're trying like hell to become a Confederate state. <laughs> I'm seriously. I mean they're they're just following whatever Texas does, whatever Florida does. We'll say Texas for sure, whatever mm-hmm. they do, or the, the states out west like Montana and Wyoming and so on like that, they just follow suit. You know, yep. and it's 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 sad. And um, you know, I feel for the Japanese people because, you know, unlike us, where we can go out and buy, you know, handguns readily at any place, just about anywhere, the guy that killed the prime minister made a homemade shotgun homemade gun yeah Yeah. homemade gun so it sounds like a cannon going off i mean when you listen to the watch the videos like what the heck yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean that was a it was a basically a shotgun that he that he created so even if even if they did have you know metal detectors and so on you know seeing that it's so rare i mean who would even think about setting up metal detectors right Right. You know, because it's so rare. But now, yeah. you know, the the prime minister was out campaigning for mm-hmm. uh, his uh, successor. Yep. And he ends up dead. Yep. Yep. Very sad. Very sad. It's, it's I just like, wow, this is crazy, man. Unheard of. Just just shocking. And uh, like I said, you feel for the Japanese people because they're they're so honest. Um, 
you know, the level of respect that you're shown when you're when you're there, you know, they respect their youth, they respect their elders. Yep. It's just a different culture, man. And um, we, we could learn a lot from uh, from their society, but we never will. And uh, so it's just wishful thinking. But yeah. just a very sad occasion that uh, that country had to experience such a violent act because it, it, it is definitely not the norm. So, yeah, definitely not the norm. So that's I think that's a good segue point for our next point. And you mentioned something about, you know, what these state legislatures are doing in, in across the country, the laws these people are passing, the stuff that people want to speak as gospel, speak as truth. The, the level of ignorance in this country, man, is beyond anything I have ever witnessed in my short lifetime. And I, I was, I was, you know, thinking like, well, yeah, man, what can we talk about tonight? What not? There was a quote and Dr. Martin Luther King made this quote. I don't remember. It was in the 60s, of course, probably. But he said the two most dangerous things in a society are sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. And both are dangerous. Yeah. And, and, and that's what we've got going on in America right now. You have some people. I don't care what you tell. If you tell them the sky is blue, they're going to argue to your face berate you and tell you, hell no, it's green. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's that's where we're at. The level of 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 conscientious stupidity in this country pales in comparison to anything I've ever seen. Self-imposed ignorance. Self-imposed ignorance, you know, and, and it it's it is putting us on a path. I you know, a lot of people have said this. You may agree, disagree. We're on a path of self-destruction, man. That's just what I feel. We're on a path of self-destruction. And it's scary, man, because you don't know. Like you say, man, these people now, there's no dis- – if you disagree with somebody, who's saying they're going to put out, pull out your gun, pull out their gun and shoot you because they disagree with you now that everybody's carrying a gun? I mean you, you can't have any civility in any form anymore. We're just nasty toward each other. We don't read. We don't study. We don't care what goes on in any other part of the world because it ain't affecting us. And I mean, it's just like you say, man, just uh, self-imposed ignorance. Your thoughts. Yep, you're right (laughs) with with all of that. And the sad we've mentioned this before. The sad part about it is that there's nobody in the middle. Nope. Everybody used to be in the middle and then started sliding out to the to the brink. Okay, and the people that are out there don't want to come back to the middle because somebody has given them the um, catalyst to be ignorant. And not only that, but to remain ignorant and don't care about being ignorant. And don't give a damn if someone thinks that they're ignorant because they want to be ignorant. And they are following people that believe in the same stupid crap that they believe in. You know, there's no one in the middle. Politicians aren't in the middle. Our regular folks, you know, people that I talk to in the neighborhood, you know, sometimes I think I talk to too damn many people in the neighborhood. I think I know everybody in our neighborhood. (laughs) We have maybe four or 500 houses in here because wow. I always talk to everybody. Right. You know, if I don't know somebody goes, Hey, how you doing? You know, and then what's your name again? Well, my name is Bill. My name is Bob or my name is mm-hmm. Joe or Carolyn or whatever, because that's just how I am. But those same people, you know, when you talk to them individually, 
they're fine and dandy. But if you look at what they say publicly or what they say around their house with certain flags being put up and so on, they don't they don't come across that way. Mm. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, you can talk to them. I walk with I see a guy that it walks all the time. He's an ex-fireman and he has a dog that, you know, he walks with every day and we'll have a conversation. But when it comes to politics, he's a Trumper. Mm. (laughs) He's a Trumper. But when we just have a regular conversation, we just have a regular conversation. Yeah. And I'm at the point now. To that, I just call it I just call balls and strikes. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. people avoid. I think the ignorance that's going on, or people are are avoiding tough conversations. You know, because we want to feel a, a part of something. We don't want to feel uh, our our thoughts, our ideals, are wrong, because. In America, everybody thinks they're right. Yep. Even as you as you mentioned, even though that they know that they're wrong, they think that they're right. Or you can't tell the truth because the truth is going to hurt my feelings. Yep. You know, it's just like the CRT. You know, it, American history hurts my feeling. Well, you're <laughs> going to make you know, us white people feel bad about slavery. You know, when you read the history books, how do you think black people feel when they read that we had to be slaves right. or that we were right. slaves? You think we're right. you think we're not tired of only thing that you hear about black folks was that they were slaves. Right. You know, so, you know, we have to be in these kumbaya moments. So we don't want to we don't want to. Um, discuss the tough topics of the time because we've gone to our corners. Yep. Yep. You know, and if I get a chance, I'm going to discuss the tough shit right. because people, if you don't know how other people think, then you can't get your mind. You may not see the other guy in a different light until yeah. you talk about it. But right now we have nobody talking to anybody. I'm in my corner, you're in your corner, and I'm in the middle. You know, that's just how it is. My thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree, man. It's like now you 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 can't hurt people's feelings because what 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 does the old scripture say? The truth shall you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Make you free. Make you free. But we here in America, we want to be shackled to the same old crap that's been going on ever since you and I were kids. That, that America does not want to face up to what the true history of this nation is. And, and you know, so there are people like, OK, we need to educate you. That's the um, that's the sincere ignorance piece. There are some people like, hey, I just I didn't know, man. I really didn't know. you. I can respect that. But yeah. a lot of this crap that's going on, man, these are people that are making this decision every day to get on TV, get on the radio, write stuff in the newspaper that they know damn well is a lie. <laughs> or they or they say stuff that is intended to hurt people. Like the guy that made the comment, um, what's the the senator from Ohio? He made the comment, the representative. 
He made he wouldn't make he wouldn't delete his, what he said about the little ten year old girl that got raped. Yeah, had to come to Indiana for an abortion. He made some nasty comment about that little girl. And then when it come to find out that the yeah they actually caught this guy they thought the little girl was lying yeah they put well, you know Fox and, News put it all out there oh this couldn't be true this could right. not happen this right. it's, it's the right, right. The, it's the left media that's making this lie up right right and and when it found out that yeah they've arrested this guy he admitted that he did it now what are you gonna say you know well you know they're ducking and dodging from people and this whatnot. You've said something malicious about this kid. You said something malicious. I mean, nobody, everybody's fair game with these people. I don't care who it is. So I, I, I can respect people that like, you know, hey, man, I didn't know. Like our neighbor here next door, Cynthia had a conversation with her. She wanted to know, you know, what's the deal with Black Lives Matter? So Cynthia explained to her, this, this is what Black Lives Matter is all about. It's not what you hear on the television or the radio or read in print. They are not a terrorist organization. She explained it to her. I can respect that because you, you want to know. But these people who every day, man, just conscientiously, I'm going to be stupid today in my words and deeds. I, I can't roll with that. And that's the bulk of what's going on. We have people who wake up every day with the plan to be stupid. Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I think it's. This is another thought of mine. Boy, I got a brain. My, my brain may explode today <laughs> is that people are so locked into one side or the other that they don't want to be wrong. Mm. You know, just like the, 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 the little girl, the 10 year old that was from Ohio, from Columbus, mm -hmm. that was raped and. All these people said that it's a fake story, it's all made up, it couldn't have happened, and so on. And then when the facts come out and this young girl was was uh, raped and had the abortion in Indiana, mm -hmm. those people don't want to be wrong. So therefore, they'll come up with some other statement about yep. the girl because yep. they don't want to be wrong. Yep. It's just like all those people that voted for Orange Julius Caesar. <laughs> they don't want to be wrong. They know that he is an idiot. They know that he is a liar. They know that he will throw anybody and everybody on under the bus. They know that they he does not give a crap about them. But since they don't want to be wrong, they will never say that what he has said and what has happened under him is wrong because it makes them wrong because yep. they want to feel better about themselves because you can't say anything. You don't want to say anything that makes me feel bad about ourselves. It kind of mm. goes back to the idea of critical race theory. You shouldn't be able to say that because it makes the white people <laughs> feel bad. Well, that's the same thing. It's just they are good at changing the narrative that will make them feel better yep. because yep. they don't want to know what it feels like to be wrong or they don't ever want to say that I am sorry about doing anything yep. wrong. Yep. <clears throat> yep. You're right. I was um, last Sunday, 
<clears throat> excuse me, last Sunday I was watching. Um, do you ever watch W. Kamu Bell? United Shades of America. Do you ever watch that? Uh, I have watched a few <laughs> well, episodes. Well, last week's show, he was down in, of all places, like, I'm in Arizona. <laughs> so, and the subject of his discussion last week was, he was he was basically asking people, do you know what CRT is? What does woke mean? And, of mm-hmm. course, he was talking to the majority of white people. Well, the majority of people, when he asked them, what does woke mean? They were reading from a pre-prepared statement that they, they knew the they knew the uh, talking points because they've they, heard them they all. They know like, the messaging. They, yes. they know the talking point. But it's like and his point was, he's like, this is a word that the black community created. Actually, uh, that he gave the history of where woke came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Le, uh, Hubie Ledbetter, Joe, a blues musician back in the day, that was something that he said to people. Because they were down in the South driving from these different venues, he reminded people, hey, stay awake when you're out there, you know, stay awake. Right. And that's where the term evolved from. But he said, here's a word, like a lot of words that the black community creates, the slang we create. Yep. We've moved on from it. But the white community, they want to now like like they're down everything using the word and don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so he's he's asking these people, what, what does woke mean? What is CRT? And he asked this one woman, he's like, should we be teaching American history? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, we should be teaching American history. I agree we should be teaching American history, but we should leave all that slavery stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what? She said, yeah, I'm all for teaching American history, but we need to leave all that slavery stuff out. We don't need that. I, and he, you could you could have bought him for a nickel, man. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to teach American history? I mean, really? Yeah. So that that's it's stupidity, man. These people wake up every day making a conscious decision. I'm going to be stupid today. And and it's got us on a slippery slope, as I said, to self-destruction, because, as you say, nobody wants to uh, face the truth. And until America faces that truth, here's where we are. We're, we're right where uh, where we are. And, uh, you know, people, I think, are uh, I wouldn't say they're scared, but people I think people have angst about what does the future of this country look like? Yeah. I wonder you know? if Gil Scott Heron was still alive. How would he? How would oh he? God. How would he write about today? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't, I, 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 <laughs> I don't would, know. It would be very interesting if James Baldwin was Baldwin was still alive, you know. But I, I, I just thought of that, man. If if Gil Scott was around today, yeah. Gosh, what would he write about? What would he put on? What would he put down on pen and paper? What would be the lyrics that he would that know. he would sing? Yeah, I don't. It would know. be very. It would be very interesting. It would be deep. I know that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he would survey the landscape. I mean, it, a couple of his tracks, which you and I are big Gil Scott Heron fans, like "Winter in America." I mean, yep. "Winter in America" is like, oh my God, it's it's like in your face, but it's the truth. And of yep. course, we all know about the revolution will not be televised. But <laughs> I, I, I uh, you know, I was I was reading. I picked up this book. Um, in the bookstore last week, and it's it's four of Malcolm X's speeches that he gave uh, in the early 60s, uh, mid 60s. It's four speeches. One was the um, the old Negro versus the new Negro. Mm-hmm. And in this speech, 
he lays out, man. I, I mean, you if you read this, you're like, man, this is this is what's happening in 2022. <laughs> He's like, you've got these, which he called the uh, he, he basically compared the field Negro to the house Negro. And he said he basically what we have now is the old Negro, the new Negro, comparing and contrasting those two. And he said what white America does, they always find one of us that mm. that props us up and say, we speaking for the black community. Right. This person. And I said, yeah, we got Herschel Walker. We got Tim Scott. Tim Scott. We got Clarence <laughs> Thomas. Mm-hmm. We got all these people that are willing to do the bidding of all these people who want to make America great again. And he said, all these politics, all they want is power. He said, all they want to do is stay in power. And if they can use these old Negroes to do that, they will. He said, but watch every time one of the new Negroes rises up, they express themselves with their voice, they make a claim that America knows to its face is right, they get shut down, i.e. Colin Kaepernick, yep. shut down. I mean, I mean, man, you have to read, when you read some of Malcolm's stuff, you're like, this guy was amazing. Yep. The stuff that he said in the 60s, in the you know, late 60s, whatever, he was killed in 65. So, I mean, it's like, this is crazy. That's We're, why I was, it was so important to keep the black community divided because yes, we didn't want somebody yes. like Malcolm X to that's put, right. put our heads together. That's right. And to put our our, our, our cash and, and, and money together yeah. and and to lead us out of the out of the darkness. It it's is, like the yeah. 40 years of the Israelis were in the desert. Yep. You know? Yep. It it is so clear, man, that he gave this speech in the 60s, and here we are. We're living this stuff in 2022. And I'm like, man, I, I mean, I was absorbed into this, man. Four, four of these speeches. And then the I think the last speech in the book is the chickens come home to roost speech, which mm-hmm. is which is a good one. But this this old Negro, I mean, it was like, man, this is right. He said all these pop, he said they don't care about where the people are starving, that the wages are bad. People don't have good housing. All they want is to stay in power. Yep. And if they can use the uh, people from the Negro community to assist them to keep that going so they can stay there. They're going to do that. And and we're too dumb to figure that out. So that's the level of ignorance we're dealing with in America right now. And it's, it's, it's heart wrenching to, to deal with it every day, man. Just terrible. Terrible. Sure terrible. is. Yes, sir. All right. So um, next topic. And uh, this one is, is right up your alley. Uh, let's talk about some college football. Let's football. talk about college football yeah. and, and what's going on in college football with uh, realignments and all this stuff. I'll, I'll kick it over to you, man, since, you know, you're a coach. You've been a coach. Uh, you, you played a lot of football. What, what are your thoughts on what you see the landscape of college football? College football is trying to find its way. <laughs> <laughs> It's trying to NCAA is trying to hold on to the money and each college and university is trying to hold on to the money because college tuition is increased every year in order to bring more money to the universities colleges most of these uh, institutions have football 
and basketball teams that bring in a lot of revenue, especially football, because, you know, football is a bigger sport. It's the country's most popular sport. College football probably being more popular than anything because of the number of athletes that they play, the number of games that they play, the expansion of these conferences is the issue. At one point in time, um, most conferences were regional until probably 10, 12 years ago. And what happened is that and I blame this on the hated Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. So this little school up in South Bend, Indiana, only about 4,000 people, 4,000 students, has the power to get its own television contract. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame has been independent more because of the TV contract that they have, the guaranteed money, okay, because of the TV contract that they have, than all the other schools around. So, you know, we grew up in the Southeastern Conference, and I had most of my adult life in the Big Ten Conference here in Mm -hmm. Indiana. So regionally, you know, the Big Ten, you know, it was just a regional. Uh, it was a it was a regional uh, conference. Right. right. However, <clears throat> they they expanded with Penn State. Okay, uh, about two thousand seven, I think it was somewhere around there, and the Big Ten became the Big Eleven. <laughs> well, by by doing that. They had to figure out how to, you know, how to how how to get a Big Ten championship. Before it was all based on records. Now each conference has a uh, conference championship game, and college football has seen this. That if you expand a little bit, that's bringing in more revenue. By bringing in more revenue then they can offer, you know, more scholarships and colleges are seeing that as well. So to balance off Penn State coming in on the eastern part of uh, the Midwest, basically, they had to add Nebraska. <laughs> so now it's gone from the Big Ten to now it's, it's called the now it's just called Big. OK, because they got Penn State on the east uh nebraska out west and so they've taken the conference and divided into two different um um uh, sections two different Mm -hmm. sides you got an east and a western part of the conference and whoever has the best record from those two uh sub uh sides they would play for the big 10 conference championships well all these other conferences started doing the same you know, as some schools started to struggle a little bit with their football teams and revenue, then they said, well, I'm not staying in this league. I'm going to go over here and go from being the Big 8 to the Big 12, going from being the Pac-10 to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. 
And so what has happened is that college football, now that they have a a championship series, a so-called championship playoffs that everybody has wanted for many, many years, uh, that these conferences, uh, the, the teams to play in the conference, the, the NCAA championship series are now being pulled from the biggest conference. Mm-hmm. So you take six of the biggest conference and you pulled out the champion from those championship games and they play in the college championship series minus Notre Dame because they are independents and, you know, you know, touchdown Jesus up there in South Bend, you know, overlooking Notre Dame, you know, they already got preferences because they're Notre Dame. Right, right. So that's the that's the issue is that these conferences are getting bigger, bigger. Now the Big Ten has gone. They've added Penn State. They added Nebraska, and then a few years ago they added Rutgers, which is all the way to the East Coast. Okay, and they added Maryland. ACC so, school. ACC yeah. just should be an ACC school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they there's fourteen, and then starting next year. They're adding Southern Cal and UCLA because the Pac-10 is kind of falling apart. Yep. So they've gone to 16 teams. Wow. Wow. And it's all about money. It's all about revenue. It's all about that. And me personally, I think that 1AA or the uh, they call it F- FCS or something mm-hmm. like that. I've always called it one double A. I will go to my grave calling it one double A. They've done it right. Mm. They have a true playoff system. And mm. if you win your conference, you're invited to play in the playoffs. And then after four or five games, you make your way to the championship game. It's just not, I mean, in order to get into the playoffs in one double a, you have to have a, a voted in by the writers and you have to have a conference win a conference championship. And then once that, once your regular season's over with, then you start playing the playoffs. So you, you add another four games to be the national championship at, at one double a level. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's what mm. they sh- always should have done with the NCAA, but you know, college programs and Notre Dame per se, <laughs> you know, they've always wanted to be a part of national championships. So they had, they were kind of forced into coming up with the champion, the championship bowl series. Right. Right. Okay. Because, you know, some people were left out. Some teams were one loss or undefeated, but they didn't play this type schedule. They have some some typical computer scheduling thing that goes on. Hell, just eliminate that and go, hey, we got six big conferences. Those six big conferences or eight conferences, then the winner of those conferences, they start a playoff. And then four games later, however it works, Eastern Coast, West Coast, the, the school that has the best attendance, you get to host the home game. 
whoever wins that game, then they look at the next two and whoever has the best attendance, you get to host the game. Okay. So if you are away one time, next time you, you travel and that's the best way of doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But those are my thoughts. Yeah. No, good, good, good input. Um, I, I long for the old days, man. It's like, you know, things were aligned based upon where the school was, you know, like, like you mentioned, you got Rutgers playing in what the big 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rutgers is in New York. I mean, and basketball is, is the same way, man. The, the big East is no longer the big East anymore. You've got a lot of the schools that left the big East either went to the ACC. Um, you know, it's, you know, why can't you just play where you are regionally? The original conferences that we watched all the time on cause well, why why can't those just stay in place? But it's greed and and money, man. Yeah. And 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 another example of that is you know when we were kids, New Year's Day, what was yep. it? There were there were what four bowl games. That yep. was it. <laughs> that was it. Yep. Now there's a damn bowl game on. What's the holidays? Guys, like who the hell is the the John Deere Bowl and all this <laughs> other? I mean, yeah. And and you only have to win six games to be bowl right, eligible. Right. It's like. I mean, I, I, it's crazy, man. Everything is about money. Everything. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, it, yeah, it's going to be after a while, man. There's only going to be uh, all these schools are going to be in two or three conferences and that's it. And, and, and it's to me, that's, it's no parody. There's no parody in, in that, man. So, well, it's just our opinion. So yep. just our yep. humble opinion as, as to what we see. So. I, I tell you what, I, I I do like the idea of now the NCA has fallen under pressure to start helping these kids out by giving them naming rights yes. and being able yes. to make some money. Yes. Now, that has changed the NCAA also because now these these high profile high school athletes, they're going to where the money is. Yep. yep. You know, if if I can get. Uh, naming rights for my jersey at say Deion Sanders at Jackson State, an HBCU, Historical Black College, was able to get the number one yep. ranked football <laughs> yep. player in America. And the coach from Alabama went totally mm-hmm. freaking ballistic yep. because he didn't get that kid and Deion Sanders was able to get that kid because he was able to get a deal like 11 million dollar deal whoa to 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 be endorsed by with his image his name right and so on it was like it was like like 11 million dollars wow and and Nick Saban had a fit. Hey, now good, he, good. he and he and Dion <laughs> are great friends on the uh Aflac commercials. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey coach, how you doing? I got a ring, you got a ring. It's it they should change it from Aflac to I fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because they're fighting over this guy. And so this guy, because of the deals he was able to get, naming rights and so on like that. That's going to that may change. That may change football. Absolutely. You know, because if you if you go back and you look at the 60s and 70s 
look at professional football, probably your best football came out of historical black mm-hmm. colleges. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. and so, you know, it it took um, uh, uh, Bear Bryant to bring USC into Alabama for them to change. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get the, you know, the uh, L.C. Greenwoods, you get the Jerry Rices, mm-hmm. you get the uh, John Stallworth, you get the uh, Mean Joe Greens, you get the Walter Paytons. All these all these Hall of Famers came from historical black colleges yep, and the Alabamas and so on. All those schools didn't get those talents. So what ended up happening was that these schools like Alabama and, and, and um, uh, the Southeastern uh, Southeast conference schools, the big 10 schools, all these big leagues start pulling those kids from the H. HBCUs uh, schools. Mm -hmm. And so what ends up happening to the HBCUs, they start their football programs fall apart because all the talent now who used to be concentrated on the HCB HBCUs because they couldn't go to these other colleges in the fifties and sixties and so on. Now their talent pool has gone away. And so the Mm -hmm. Nick Saban's, and the uh, uh, Izzo's and all these people are now pulling these these kids away from HBCUs. And this one kid, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, that he was went a to, he was a cornerback, right? He was number yes, one. Yeah, was cornerback. Yeah. Cornerback. <laughs> and so he went to uh, Jackson State. So if they can do that now, these HCB HBCUs can now start pulling that talent back if they get these naming rights and so on. So, yep. you know, what's good for the gander? Okay. That's right. Here we yeah, go. A lot, of, a lot of the top basketball players, I think one of the top basketball players uh, went to Howard, committed to Howard, one of the top uh, prep basketball players. And a lot of the kids are playing basketball now. They're bypassing college to go play in this um, <clears throat> league uh, that's sponsored by the NBA. Um, you can go there, play in this league. You'll make like a hundred thousand dollars while you're in this league, and it basically preps you for the NBA draft. You right. Know? So it's all about money. It's all about money, and, and it's I, all about you know, the, the the game has changed so much. AAU. Who gives a shit about high school basketball? Anymore? Nobody. Nobody. It's because all AAU, AAU yep. and these uh, sports league, whether yep. it's soccer, softball. Yep. They find all their talent in the summer and springtime mm-hmm. or in some open gym someplace. Right. And high school high school teams, for the most part, are gonna fall to the wayside. Yep, yep. Nope. A lot of, a lot of kids. They that that's where they 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 love AAU. It's traveling and you're playing in all these tournaments sponsored by a lot of these, you know, by Nike and Adidas and all these. I mean, hell, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I go do that too. Yep. So if your dream is is to play at a professional level, and and we've I think we've talked about this once or twice before. For whatever reason, you know, the NBA put up their rule that you couldn't, you know, you couldn't come out of high school directly into the league. And a lot of people felt like, well, why are you penalizing these young black men who want they don't want to go to college, they want to play pro ball. Right. Why did you just let them enter the draft? 
So now you got to be two years removed from from high school or something like that before getting in the draft. So a lot of these kids, they're like, okay, screw you. Yeah. We'll go join this league, yep. get paid, and and get trained and whatnot, and get prepped to to enter the NBA draft. Or they go straight overseas and play, right. you know, and then come back. So college sports, man, they 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 could have jumped ahead of this a long time ago, but they didn't. And so now. I'm glad to see a lot of these kids getting paid. They should be. They should yep. be. Yep. Absolutely. Should be. Yes, sir. So um, we'll wrap up with one more sports story here for tonight, and that is uh, what's happening with our sister, Brittany Griner, uh, who is still uh, being detained in Russia. And she had a court date. Uh, she's been to court again. She was in court, I think, Thursday of this past week. She has pled guilty to the charges. Um, this is, this is tough, man. This is a tough situation. Yes. Um, it is sad situation. Uh, a lot of people have been speaking out about her situation. The latest being LeBron and LeBron. I don't know if you saw his statement, <clears throat> but LeBron made a statement that, you know, I don't know how Brittany's feeling. Maybe she doesn't want to come back to America. Maybe she's wondering if America really has her back. You know, this was his statement he made. And as soon as he made that statement, all hell broke loose Mm. because people were coming for him. What does he do? He backtracks on his statement. I read the statement. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with what you said. It is a horrific situation. And if if I was sitting over there in a Russian prison, I'm like, are y'all really trying to get me out of here? Knowing the fact that America has made deals before. America has made all kind of underhanded deals when it serves their purpose. So you need to make a deal to get this girl out of there. Her and everybody else that's being unlawfully imprisoned, you need to get them out of there. So, um, you know, people came for LeBron. They came hard after him. And then he backtracked on his statement. I'm like, dude, for what? Yeah. It's 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 a really tough situation. If if the situation in Ukraine was different, Mm -hmm. it would be totally different. But, you know. The this is how I see it. The Biden administration is stuck between a rock and a hard place. There is, you know, we we want Ukraine to survive this attack by the Soviets. We are providing a lot of munitions and training and so on for the Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. And. We want we want Ukraine to prevail. However, by Brittany Griner being, you know, in a Russian jail, the Russians have United States and the Biden administration also in a situation where they're using her as mm-hmm. leverage. Yep. You know, if if. We're not going to turn her loose until you stop giving the Ukrainians, you know, stinger missiles. You stop mm-hmm. giving the U- Ukrainians um, uh, our old Russian uh, tanks and artilleries. Mm-hmm. And you stop giving the Ukrainians, you stop supplying them with our coordinates where our ships are, then we may discuss Brittany Griner. If you stop bringing your... Uh, influence on Finland and Sweden or Norway, then we may let her go. If So 
they're using her as a political toy. Yep. Yep. The Biden administration wants to get her out of there. Yeah. But they also yeah. want Ukraine to to uh, uh, survive this Russian onslaught. And so she is just in an unfortunate situation. Yeah. The gov- if, if the government could snap its fingers right now and say, OK, I'll give you I know there's some Russian arms dealer that they got yep. in prison. Yep. Yep. And, you know, make that deal if that's make what it, it. Right. Right. If you want him back and we let's <laughs> this is kind of, let's put a let's put a tracking device up his ass. Mm-hmm. OK, <laughs> yep. let him let him go. <laughs> yep. And. Let the other Americans that you're holding go. At least the, the uh, there's more. There's, a, yeah, there's probably there's about forty. More. There's two yeah, more, but there's, there's probably more, more. Yeah, yeah. There's two okay. more that that keep they keep talking about along with Britain. Yes. But yeah, there's a lot more over there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Let them go. We'll exchange you for those three, and then the hell we're, we're going to keep. We're going to continue to supply Ukraine with what they need. You yeah. give us Brittany Brock, you take this guy back after we stick that tracking device up his ass. <laughs> so we we know where he's at. OK, you know, yep. pumping some pumping some radioactive uh, mm-hmm. intravenous stuff. Know where we can track his ass right. and then we'll let him go. Right. You know, so what LeBron said, you know, it's 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 right. I mean, but yeah. it's right. it's tough, man, because, yeah. you know, you when you have individuals that you want to help out and you're in a situation where the, the, the livelihood of democracy, the the possibility of democracy falling apart out there, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's tough. I'm sure that she'll probably get back. You know, it's just going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be some time. It's going to be some Mm -hmm. negotiations that go on. I know that Bill Richardson went over there to to, to talk about, to maybe negotiate something, but Putin's not going to give. He, he doesn't have any reason to give because he's a dictator and the Russian people are only being fed what he wants them to hear. So they don't, the Russian people don't know that, you know, 25,000 or 30,000 Russians have died in just a few weeks of fighting, a few months of fighting. They don't know that nope. because the Russian control control the TV. They control the radio. They control the mm-hmm. television, uh, the uh, uh, newspapers. Yep. They control everything over there, unlike mm-hmm. democratic countries like sort of democratic countries yeah. like America. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, it's questionable right now. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're teetering. We're teetering. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> You know. So those are my thoughts, man. What about you? No, I I agree, man. It's um, I, and I wouldn't. But your idea of putting a tracker on this device, on a tracking device, on this dude, is not far fetched. Because put the tracking device on him, work the deal, release him. Brittany can and these other two people come back. And now that you know where this guy is, go back and pick him up again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and put him back under American custody. Yeah. You know, and that's not too far fetched. You know, but yeah, she she's she's being utilized as a political pawn, and um, it's tough, man. Um, yeah, the I don't think the U.S. is gonna back down from helping Ukraine. They've they've numerous politicians, even the president himself, has come on television and says we are not going to um, leave Ukraine. We're we're not gonna let them, you know, go through this by themselves. So. They're sort of on the record or saying, now nah, we're gonna we're gonna be with you to the bitter end. So 
I'm not sure how they're going to work that out if they suddenly decide, okay, we'll stop. Give us Brittany. We'll stop. Not going to happen. Yeah, not, you know, it's not going to happen. happen. Better not happen. Better not happen because yeah. too many people have come on the record saying we support Ukraine. They Politicians have flown over there, met uh, President Zelensky. They've talked to him, shaking his hand, whatever. You're on the record now. So you can't back out now. But something's got to be done to get her and the other folks out of there, man, because I, I know she's going through hell. And, uh, you know, she confessed, figured like, OK, that might provide some sway in the court yep. making a decision that yep. they produce some evidence that she is she has a medical condition that requires her to use uh, use the use the cannabis or whatever she had. So, yeah, but that's not going to mean anything. Not not to those guys. <laughs> not, not to Russia because <laughs> they make any damn law they want. Right. You know, they said they they told her you have if you ever think about getting your six foot nine ass out of here, you better plead guilty. Right. Right. So that's what she did. And uh, like they say, very rarely does anybody get acquitted over there. I think it's one percent of the people get acquitted. So uh, I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. I know she's got to be feeling very lonely and isolated. And I, I just hope they get her out there soon. You know, yeah. um, and she's uh, over in Russia to play ball. Right, right, team. right, right. <laughs> and and a, and a lot of the coaches, the coach, I think one of the coaches, the team she played for, has spoken on her behalf. Some of the players. So it's like this stinks from the get go. She's yeah, been going do. over there for about ten years or so, and so now all of a sudden you're gonna arrest her. I mean, yeah. come on. This they want an excuse. Yeah, want an excuse. So she she is being used. Uh, but let's hope that the U.S. can work out something to to get her back on U.S. soil. So yep. definitely got to do that. So uh, that was our last topic, my friend. Um, okay. I, I do want to throw out a couple of more items. Uh, we had some prominent folks pass away this week. So I want to highlight a couple of folks. One was the uh, I'm not going to call his name, but um, Ivana Trump passed. Mm hmm. And um, I, I thought she was she was a very classy lady, man. I just she I think would have been a great first lady. I think she would have been a great first lady if things had have been different because she always carried herself in a certain way of elegance, class, whatever. Uh, but she passed away uh, this week, a couple of days ago, um, age 73. So so they think she may have fallen uh, down the stairs and, and hit her head or something to that effect. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they're thinking. <laughs> they found her at the bottom of the stairs, and right. they thinking they thinking that she fell. So, yeah. but we, you know, it'll come out at some point. But I, you know, out of uh, you know <laughs> the, the the ladies that he has been associated with, I I thought Ivana was very classy. Yeah. She yeah. always carried herself uh, with elegance and class. So uh, rest in peace, Ivana Trump. Yeah. And the other gentleman, you may not know his name, William Hart. You may you may not know his name, but you know the voice. William Hart was the co-founder and lead singer for the Delphonics. Oh, really? So you know the voice. He sang lead on La La La, means I yep. love you, didn't I blow your mind this time? Yep, yep, so he yep. passed away this week at the age of 77. And uh, I love the Delphonics, man. I, I yep. That is that really soul sound. It's It's sweet. It's smooth. 
and uh, he passed away um, a couple of days ago. So, okay. yeah, Delphonic's one of the all-time great groups, but he was the co-founder and the lead singer, a lot of those hits that they had back in the 70s. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, rest in power. Rest in, yeah, rest rest in, in power. Peace. Rest in peace. Yes. And how about how about the guy that wrote Ding 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 yeah, he was ninety-four. So wow. Wow. every James Bond movie, I think there's been twenty-five or twenty-six of them. That theme has yep. been in there somewhere. Yep, yep. It's Absolutely. always in them. Yeah, it's always in there somewhere. <laughs> always <laughs> yes. in there somewhere. You know, and his so. family's getting getting some royalties from that. Absolutely, <laughs> they are getting paid. They are getting paid. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was it. Yes, that was uh, that was it, my friend. That was the last topic, and uh, we've a little bit past the top of the hour for this particular episode. All right. All right. All right. Any any parting comments? No, not really. It's kind of warm up in my uh, (laughs) palatial studio. Uh, if people could see us, they joke. We're recording <laughs> under. They'd be like, "This is this is all you guys can afford." <laughs> hey, hey. Our objective is to get out the best we can put out. So whether whether we're broadcasting from wherever, we're yep. gonna give you the real deal. We're gonna say it like we say it like we we, we see it, and that's it. So <laughs> that's it. Yes, sir. But that's all I have, man. That's all yeah. I have. I, hopefully, yeah. uh, next week we'll have some different topics. Yeah, nothing uh, else for me. That's yeah. it. That's all it. right. All so right, my friend. I, I had to watch the uh, Boston and the uh, Yankees series. I rarely watch baseball, but Boston and the Yankees were on. Okay. So I watched a little bit of that. And uh, I think Yankees won most of the series, uh, this okay. weekend series. Okay. So as we fade out, we'll think of uh, playing baseball again. And like uh, three strikes, we are out. out.